Welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson, our Breeders' Cup Week special Wednesday edition of Odds and Ends. And we have a great show for you today. Chad Brown, the excellent trainer, excellent turf trainer, is going to be on our show talking about Sister Charlie and the Philly and Mare turf. Also the great bricks and mortar in the Breeders' Cup turf amongst other horses that he has entered in this year's Breeders' Cup weekend. Bob Baffert's going to be on to talk about McKenzie, how the horse was named, and how the horse is doing. And, and uh, McKenzie, if you don't know, is a classic favorite at 3-1, to one, morning line favorite. And then Gary Stevens is going to report in from Santa Anita and tell us about the energy of Breeders' Cup week. We'll be right back with more of the Breeders' Cup Special Edition of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do. If Welcome back to Odds and Ends with uh, Mike Tice, uh, Breeders' Cup Week special, and my next guest I'm really excited uh, to have on because I'm a huge fan of Chad Brown, the amazing Chad Brown. Thanks for taking the time to come on. How's it going this week, and are you on the West Coast yet, Chad? Yeah, I got here yesterday, Cindy. Mike, thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, it's an exciting week ahead. Yes, it really is, and you have a lot of great horses entered in. I'm going to save some of the best for last, and uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to start out with the with the juvenile day, and uh, I'm going to start out with a horse named Structor that you have in a juvenile turf presented by Coolmore America. Jose Ortiz is uh, up riding that horse, five to one. Tell the fans a little bit, if you will, please, about Structor. Yeah, Structor is a pretty nice colt. You know, he's two for two, like you said, and mm-hmm. um, he, um, you know, he's always trained like a, a really good horse since he's come in the barn. He's a beautiful horse, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we started him out on the turf. You know, mainly because of the distance of the race. He's he's definitely a two-turn horse. I didn't think sprinting him would would do anything to move him forward mm-hmm. uh, when he was up at Saratoga this summer, and we trained him a little bit on the turf, and he handled it fine. I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if he ended up on the dirt at some point again. But mm. um, for this race here, he's drawn well inside. He's got good positional speed. And if he breaks well out of the gate, you know, he should get a good forward trip and run well. Yeah, and there's a horse in there for uh, Brad Cox has, uh, of course, uh, for all you guys looking at your forms out there, Structor won the Pilgrim grade three at the Belmont last out, and the horse that ran second, Endocyte, is in there, and a couple shippers that Arizona uh, for Aiden O'Brien, and then that decorated Invader. Well, that one's not a shipper. That's Christophe Clement's horse. So this is going to be a great race. But all these races, these two days are great races, and that's why they're the world championships. Let's move on to the uh, Breeders' Cup Distaff. Of course, the, the, the Midnight Bijou is in that race, but you have two horses in there, Dunbar Road, uh, ridden by Jose Ortiz from Mr. Brandt, and another horse from Mr. Brandt, a horse that I like because he ran second to Midnight Bijou in the Bell Dam, uh, and that is Wowcat. And so tell the fans about uh, those two horses, if you will, please. So Wowcat's coming off, a, like you said, a runner-up finish to, to Midnight Bijou in the Bell Dam. She was just second best, and mm-hmm. you know she's going to close the gap on her. She's going to have to run a little better than that, and Midnight Bijou's going to have to come back to us a little bit. You know, with that said, it, it seems like Wildcat's really rounding in the form in the fall, like she did last year, mm-hmm. where she actually won the Bell Dame and was a very close second in this race to Distaff last year at Churchill, the Monomoy Girl, and after having a bit of a tough trip with an outside post. I, I feel like this is her season um, late into the fall. Mm-hmm. She's training really well. 
but we'll need some things to go our way. With Dunbar Road, um, she's coming off a, a, a tough trip in the spinster where she was stuck on the dead rail, and it just didn't work out for her. And um, I, I feel confident if she could have got an outside trip, she probably would have won that race. So, you know, she came out of it good, and um, if she gets a better trip this time, I like where we're drawn in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she get a clear run outside, I think she'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, you just keep coming and firing and firing and firing. And speaking of firing, a horse that I really enjoy watching, we're going to go to the Maker's Mark Philly Mare Turf, and that is uh, the great sister, Charlie, uh, and then you for Mr. Brand again, and then you have another horse in there, and I'll probably butcher the name because I do a great job of that. Thace, is it Thace or is it uh, Tace? Yeah, well, you know what? Everyone calls her something different. Th- Thais, uh, Thais, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, she's in there to ensure a good pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been doing that for Sister Charlie this season with much success. Yeah, three point million dollars. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Three point four million dollars worth of success for Sister Charlie. <laughs> Thank you. She's done her job. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Sister Charlie likes a nice, honest pace to run at. Mm-hmm. She ensures that for us and. Um, as far as Sister Charlie goes, she's really doing well coming this race. She came off a nice, solid win in the Flower Bowl where she sort of did what she had to do without having to run too hard. And I, I just love her pattern coming into this race. I think she's sitting on a big number. Oh, that's exciting to hear. What a beautiful horse. And I'm going to finish up with another beautiful horse. And that's uh, some people had talked about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a junkie, so I watch all the shows. Some people had talked about you thought about going in the mile with this horse, but I actually never saw that. Winner of the Arlington Million last out, $4.8 million. Bricks and mortar, the 9-to-5 uh, morning line favorite. What a, what a great horse. Uh, uh, tell the fans about this horse and what a joy it must be to have a horse like that in your barn. Yeah, I'm really lucky to have him. Like, he's, uh, he's been it's a model of consistency. Now he's gotten a little older and passed a, you know, passed a couple problems uh, when he was younger where he missed a considerable lot of time. He's just... Uh, put in a remarkable campaign mm-hmm. and um, it'd be really great thing to see him go out a winner and finish this year undefeated yeah it really would i mean 10 wins and 12 lifetime starts five for five this year uh, like you said had some issues but only ran one time in 18 but what a great training job by you what great patience by you and the ownership uh, group so I really enjoyed having you on. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy with all the owners. And thanks for making the show, and thanks for talking about your horses. Have a great weekend. I, w- I will get down there from Seattle on Saturday, and, and hopefully I'll get a chance to say hi to you. And uh, have a great weekend, and, and uh, hope you win a lot of races. Thanks. Thanks for having me, and uh, I really appreciate the time. Look forward to being on again. Okay, thanks a lot, Chad. can do this guy says the horse can do if he says the horse can do can do can well welcome back to odds and ends with mike tice and i have the pleasure of having a a good friend a great trainer five-time derby win winner 15 breeders cup wins uh bob baffert bob thanks for taking the time out of your busy week to talk through your horses how's it going out there man you know what the weather is great it's Cool in the morning. The horses love that, mm-hmm. and uh, everything's running pretty smooth. And you know, we're all on pins and needles because you never know when and when uh, something can strike. You know, like yesterday they lost a really good juvenile out of the of the race. So you know, you those things can happen. Mm-hmm. I remember American Pharaoh. He looked like you know he 
couldn't lose, and he had a, he got in, he got injured five days before, couldn't run him. So things like that. So we're uh, today everything looks fantastic. So we're just we're rolling along. No no bad news. Well, that's good. That's knock on wood, and I'll be like that show where they, on HBO they have with Gruden. Knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood if you're in. Uh, so let's go through the juvies. Uh, let's go through the juvenile fillies, uh, a race which you've won two times, way back with the uh, Silver Bullet Day for our friend Mike Pagram. Best, the six horse at seven to two. You got Johnny V up. A uh, horse looks really good in here. Dona Veloce for Simon Callahan looks like it's the morning line favorite, but there's a lot of horses with about the same odds. Give the fans a little treat and talk about uh, Bast. Yeah, she's by Uncle Mo, and mm-hmm. uh, just like Donna Bellucci, and uh, you know, their her race, her sprinting races were stronger than her than her mile mile and sixteenth race. She she won. She had a fight for it. It wasn't like uh, I don't Silver Bullet Day. She was a kind of mare that was just great from the word go, and um, but uh, I think it's a pretty evenly matched race, Mike, mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I think I think I don't think. I don't know if there's a true mile in the 16th kind of horse, but you can get away with it this early in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a survival of the fittest, turning for home, you know. And I, and the thing about Bass is that she's she's already had a uh, race going to mile 16, so uh, mm-hmm. she's got you know some conditioning there, and she's gone two turns because you never know how far they're going to go. There's something about that second turn mm-hmm. that can hit them right in the eye, right in the eye, forehead. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, right. they, they can either go on or they don't. Yeah. And yeah. she passed that test, which is good. So yeah. you know, it gives her a little bit of an edge. Yeah, that's what, that's what, you know, just handicapping here. That's what scares me a little bit about Donna Veloce. Yeah, going off the favorite, really one by nine and a half lengths. Looks like it won easy, but it's never been two turns. She's never been two turns, so... I think the race is wide open. I think your horse fits in there well, and, and best of luck. And let's move on to the juvie, uh, uh, the juvenile. Uh, eight rings. I had on uh, Tom Ryan, as you know, from F- SF Racing, SF Bloodstock this week, and he's excited about the horse. And uh, Johnny V is up. You've won this race four times. But there's a horse out there that everybody's talking about in that race named Dennis's Moment, but why don't you tell us about Eight Rings uh, coming off the American Pharaoh Grade 1 win at Santa Anita. Tell us how uh, he's training and uh, how you're feeling about your shot here, Bobby. Yeah, I've always thought, you know, Eight Rings, after his first out, you know, he was something special. He's fast. You know, like Dennis Moment, you know, he broke his maiden. The, it's funny how both, ironic that both horses are, are superior two-year-olds, mm-hmm. and they both lost their riders one time, you know, and so, and they're coming in here, I know. so, um, I know, huh? I think, <laughs> that is ironic, you know. isn't it, both, both horses lost yeah. the rider, that, by the way, for the fans, don't forget, way back on our second show, Bobby gave out eight rings to us, and I was, the, I was there the day that horse, uh, parked, uh, at Del Mar, but go, go ahead, keep going. So he did, so the second out went in the fraternity, he came out of there, and he made that, left-hand turn, mm-hmm. no warning, no nothing, so he, there was little, he'd walked over there and went to this gap, and that's what these horses are, they're just, you know, they're young, and they're, and they, he just decided, I'm just, ex, exit stage left, and <laughs> it was a disaster, and the rider fell off, and Drayden fell off, got, the horse ran over him, it was just, it could have been really worse, but luckily, Drayden, you know, he, he was in the hospital a couple of days, but he's back going good again, and uh, the horse could have gotten injured and he actually the horse was 20 lanes behind and when they came to the wire he just galloped by all of them 
know, I mean, it was just... Oh, I that's, saw That's how good a horse. Yeah. And so, uh, and he came back, so I put some blinkers on him, because, you know, I thought, well, I didn't know... He'd never shown us that he was had these little quirky things, so... Uh, so when uh, when Johnny rode him, I said, Johnny, I said, hey, are you sure you want to ride this horse? He did a left-hand turn, and he said, no, I, I know what happened. I need, a, I need a put run on his bike. And so I said, all right. So and he did. He left there, and he just asked him to go, and he's fast. You know, I just, I like to see him not go as fast as mm-hmm. he did last time, mm-hmm. you know. But he still won by six, and he was, he was still all over the place, but he was still widening on the field. So, I mean, that just goes to show you, but... You know, one thing about Dennis's moment—he's—he's—I think they're the same caliber kind of horse. They're two, mm-hmm. two really superior horses. So it's—it's—I think it's going to come down to those two down the stretch. It's going to be a great race, and uh, like I said, a race with you or, or uh, have a history of winning four times. And let's move on to a race that you don't have a history—one of the very few in our nation or in the world that you don't have a win on, but you have the. Uh, Kentucky Derby favorite in there, improbable. You put uh, Bayerano up last time out was in the Pennsylvania Derby, uh, ran fourth. But I hear the horse is training outstanding. Tell the fans, and that's going to be a really great race. This is one of the better races uh, I think out there. You have, uh, of course, Omaha Beach the favorite in there, but improbable fits really well. And from what I'm hearing, I hear the horse is training well. Why don't you tell the fans a little about improbable, Bobby? Yeah, improbable. I mean, he's a horse that was the, I think he was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby by, by $100 or something. Mm. But um, <laughs> he, um, but you know, he was, he, he started his gate, his gate problems uh, when I took him to Oakland Park. Mm-hmm. Not bad. He just rears up a little bit and he got left. And so uh, I took him to parks and I had Mike Smith on him and he, he just all of a sudden moved and the gate came up. He's last. He's got to be in the front. He's got to be up close running hard mm-hmm. that's his only chance and so but it, it's gonna it is a tough race mm-hmm. and if we ever get away from there that the mile's all about you know it's pedal to the metal for a mile mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and so he's got to get away it's a tough race got omaha beach will be probably the heavy favorite mm-hmm. that horse so uh, that hard spun horse next to him pretty pretty nice horse mm-hmm. and so i i, I think the, that race will be won or lost in the first turn so hmm. it's very crucial. He gets away from there, and I put Bejarano on him, who's been working the horse really well. Seems like he fits him real well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never known to be quite the best gate rider in the business, but, um, hey, I've had the best gate riders on him. He's still got left, so <laughs> I'm using reverse psychology. He's doing really well, but he, he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah, no, that's going to be a great race. Like you said, that spun-to-run uh, horse coming in from uh, the East Coast is uh, looking good in the, in the form. But, of course, Omaha Beach coming off that, that great win in the Saratoga Sprint Championship. It's going to be a great race. It's going to be a great race for us all to watch and a good race for us to bet. But let's get to the big one. I'm coming in just for that race for my good friend Mike Pegram. I'm getting in Saturday uh, about noon. I'm excited. Uh, here the horse is training extremely well. Tell us all about uh, McKenzie, and tell us briefly, the fans, a little bit about the story and the background of how this horse would named if uh, was named, if you would, please, Bobby. Yeah, well, McKenzie, Brad McKenzie, who was I met him at while I was going to school at the University of Arizona. He was going to school there, and he's from California, and he was worked he worked in the quarter horse world. He was going to school and grooming on the side at Rito Little Track there, and we got to know him. Really funny guy, and it became became such good friends that you know he became a lifelong friend, 
and mm-hmm. clothes, and one of my biggest fans. And uh, my mother used to call him her fifth son. You know, I have four, you know, there's four of them, four boys. He was the fifth. Mm-hmm. And all my kids growing up, they always called him Uncle Brad. Like if I had to be out of town, and somebody had to go with my little daughter to a little a little dance or something. Uncle Brad would fill in, and he'd go in, and he'd call me, how'd it go? I says, you owe me big time. <laughs> and so, but, you know, he really helped, you know, helped out. He just, and, you know, he never got married or anything or had kids. So he, he all, he considered all, all my siblings' kids, you know, he was like their uncle. Everybody called him Uncle Brad. Well, and so, I, uh, I know that it was an emotional win for you uh, if the fans aren't as uh, avid horse people like I am uh, when you won the Whitney. I know that was an emotional day for you, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll be able to add to that uh, on uh, on Saturday. But go ahead. I'm sorry for jumping in there. That's why I was explaining to Mike Smith, you don't understand that horse gets speed. It really hurts, okay? So <laughs> don't get this horse speed. Right. And so... Um, <laughs> So it's like, uh, it's a double standard. It's, it's almost like uh, I've had owners, you know, their horse gets bean. And they're, I said, why are you so upset he just got bean? I said, Bob, I had 20000 to win on him. Oh, that makes it worse. <laughs> but uh, it's a double double jeopardy there. But I, I think, you know, he's doing really great. Mike, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't be trained any better. And and, uh, and so I had to make a change there because he, he hasn't been able to win here. So that's why I made a change. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like a manager, you know, that you got a pitcher that every right. time he goes up there, he just can't get it done mm-hmm. for some reason here. So, you know, it's just gut instinct. So I went with that, you know. But uh, there are all these jocks. They're all, they're all, you know. Rosario, he's a future Hall of Famer. And, yeah, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, Rosario. But, uh, we had Ronnie Anderson on uh, the other day, and he he said uh, he's won. His jockeys have won thirty. Breeders' Cup racers, and he said he felt Joel Rosario, this is the most loaded he is as an agent with his jock going into the Breeders' Cup, and that's a hell of a statement. Then he went through all of his mounts, and I was like, oh, damn, you're right. <laughs> you are loaded. <laughs> so, well, another thing, too, he's right. You know, on those big days, mm-hmm. you know, these, those big top guys, they, they come through. They, they're not shaking up. You, got, you know they have a target on their back. When you have a favorite, mm-hmm. you have a target on your back, and you have to handle it you know and so um and you know like when tom brady throws that pass into the end zone you know can't drop it no that is that thing you know and so uh, and that's what it's all about i mean this is championship racing but we're excited about it we're looking good uh, i feel good about all my horses and you know i got four chances to win sometimes you're lucky to win one mm-hmm. that's the way it works but uh, i just you know just hoping that you can just get one and, and the right one. But the cream always rises at the top, Mike. You know, these championship races, I've gone to them. Yep. And they're harder to win this time of year because a lot of horses, that it, they're especially the dirt race, they're tough to win because of the, uh, the end of the season. Some are tailing off, some are getting good. So you know, you, there's a little fine line there. But uh, So we're looking forward to it, and, you know, I'd like to get. But that group, you know, Mike Pegram, uh, Watson and Whiteman, they're the most fun group to be around you know they had looking at lucky midnight loot they've had a lot of good luck but uh we're we're due for some more we don't have a classic so uh hopefully we'll you know if he's the best he'll win yeah no i i uh it isn't it is a results business and it's good to hear you say that because it is a results business just like the business i just retired from football it's a it's a results business you have to win 
you have to play well when you're supposed to play well. And like you said, Chuck Knox, uh, my great coach who coached me in Seattle, always said the same thing you said. The cream always rises to the top. And uh, on big days like this weekend coming up, uh, Bob Baffert, you've risen to the top many, many times. And I'm looking forward to seeing you Saturday. Say hi to Jill. Let's get some winners home, Bobby. Let's get some winners home. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Let's get her done. Get her done. All right, man. I'll see you Saturday. Bye-bye. Finish the fight. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Can do, can do. This guy says the horse can do. If he says the horse can do, can do. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson. My guest, well, you've become a familiar guest. That's Hall of Fame jockey Gary Stevens. And I know, Gary, you've been out at Santa Anita every morning this week and last week. And Tell the fans, would you please, an updated report of energy or any special things going on out there at the track. Oh, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I haven't felt this energy at Santa Anita for, for quite a while. I mean, we're under a microscope right now, and the vets are doing their job. The trainers are doing their job, and it's just a really positive vibe. Trainers Cup puts on a show like no other show in, in thoroughbred horse racing. Uh, it's the best two days of racing, but it's really not two days of racing. It's like uh, five days because the grandstand was actually full today to nice. watch training. That that was pretty cool to watch. That's exciting huh, to have all that energy down there. It must be like a Super Bowl weekend atmosphere or even better energy than the Derby, I think. Is that what you're trying to say, too? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And I was having a conversation uh, with just a racing fan that came up to me this morning, I was observing the, the horses galloping around the track, and uh, there were a couple horses uh, blowing out this morning. One of them, Hog Creek Hustle, that mm-hmm. Mike Smith picked yep. up in, in the spin. I, I think that Mike's looking at a big weekend, by the way. We'll get to that uh, tomorrow. But, Absolutely. Uh, man, when these horses go by, they're the horses you notice, mm-hmm. not because of the purple saddle towel that says Breeders' Cup. But they are the athletes that when they walk onto the court or the football field or uh, in the jocks room, you're like, whoa, that's yeah. uh, different than what I see every day. And I'm getting to see it every day, so it's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Let me ask you about one horse, though, that that, that you talked about last week, so I already know you like uh, the way this horse looks. Is Dennis's moment still looking pretty hot out there on the track? I saw he blew, hit a 46 and 3 half on the 25th. I uh, hear he's looking pretty damn stout. Well, <clears throat> Tammy Fox, she walks by. It's Dale Roman's uh, partner and uh, and also uh, gets on all the stars. And mm-hmm. she stopped the first day that he came on the racetrack. I was at Quokka's Corner viewing stand. And she said, this is your kind of horse, Steve Stevens. I said, yeah, I wish I was still riding. I said, why is it my kind of horse? She said, you just uh, pointing and chirp to him. But uh, when he was walking by this morning, he looks like a horse that could be running in the Classic. If I told somebody that's the favorite in the Classic, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have denied it because he doesn't look like a two-year-old. He looks like a four-year-old, and, mm-hmm. and he's thriving right now, Mike. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, Bobby was on Baffert uh, today also, and he uh, said that Dennis's moment and uh, and his horse in their eight rings, are gonna, it's going to be one heck of a race, one heck of a show. But he also did say that they had something in common. Both both horses, the jockeys fell off. You know, eight rings, 
eight rings, yeah. Drayden Van Dyke, and then and then uh, Dennis's moment lost the jock in its first start at Churchill Downs. That's amazing. So anyway, that's from Hall of Famer Bob Baffert. But it sounds like things are good down there, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and looking forward to getting uh, getting you on tomorrow and maybe talk a little bit more specifically about a couple races. What do you think? What do you think, G. Stevens? Yeah, we're gonna uh, we can go through uh, all the races for Friday, and then I look forward to seeing you or talking to you late tomorrow, and and we'll get through it all, man. It's, uh, it's an exciting time right now, and it's a, a big shot in the arm for California racing. Well, good, and let's keep talking about it, and let's keep spreading the word, horse racing fans. Breeders' Cup weekend, you can't miss it. Got to make it, make it, put it on your list, put it on your bucket list. All right, man, I'll talk to you tomorrow, G. All right, Mike, thanks. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Well, I'd like to thank my guest, trainer Chad Brown, trainer Bob Baffert, and, of course, as always, the Hall of Fame jockey Gary Stevens for coming on this Wednesday Breeders' Cup Week special. We'll be back tomorrow with some more great guests. I hope all your horses are winning horses. You can also tweet us at Odds and Ends Pod. That's O-D-D-S, the letter N, E-N-D-S Pod. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, and don't forget, I'd rather have a short price than a long face.